0: to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios why because that's where the good stuff is it sips suds and smokes with your smoke and toast, the good old boys
1: hey there and welcome to this sips episode i am one of your hosts here at the table
2: Now it's sippin' time.
1: Hey there and welcome to this Sips episode. This is good old boy Mike here at the table, one of the hosts that are going to be on our episode. Our Sips episode are all about everything good in life that is worth discussing. I think we've already had a few discussions already about, you know, everybody at least should be exposed to good Monty Python skits before they're age 12. <laughs> so we're thinking, Spark. the proper way to parent. I agree. We should definitely... Absolutely. We should have favoritism in British Schumer right up front. Well, this is a one-hour show that's actually mild inter, mildly entertaining for about 22 minutes. We have a really great lineup of hosts here for this show. Let me introduce everybody. First up is good old boy, Sparky. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, we have uh, good old gal, Juliana.
3: Hey, everyone.
1: Uh, we have good old boy, Jason. Good to be here. Good old boy, Greg.
4: Thank you, Mike. Glad to be here.
1: Uh, good old boy, Harmeet.
4: Hola, I mean, hola. <laughs> and,
1: and made man, Bob.
0: It's always good to be here.
1: So uh, I want to introduce some of our guests and uh, that are joining us uh, with some other uh, activities they have related to Sips. Bob is joining us from the Bourbon Mafia. Bob, why don't you take a minute and tell everybody a little bit about the Bourbon Mafia.
0: Uh, The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of high-end bourbon enthusiasts and members of the spirits and service industry. Uh, We have representation in 10 states, and we raise money for local and national charities through rail bottle auctions and other bourbon theme events. And you can read a little bit about us in uh, the most recent issue of Bourbon Review.
1: Thank you. Sparky is joining us from a blog that he writes called Parenting While Intoxicated. Tell everybody about your blog there, Sparky.
5: Well, I think uh, there's really no way to get through parenting without being intoxicated, but or, uh, or good uh, Monty Python skits—that's also an important aspect of it. But uh, no, my my writing partner and I uh, uh, both write a lot about uh, what it's like to uh, survive parenting uh, with the help of booze, and uh, we haven't lost custody of any of our children yet, so that's good.
1: Oh, that's a, that's a good thing. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no. Uh, no uh, children's services groups have visited you in the, in the last few weeks. It's so only a matter of time. The it, clock is ticking As now. soon as they find out th- th- that there is a resource. Um, Greg is joining us from a, bourbon that, uh, from a bourbon. He's joining us from a blog that he's been writing for several years called The Bourbon Dork. Um, Greg, take a minute and share with our audience a little bit about your blog, The Bourbon Dork.
4: Well, I started Bourbon Dork back in 2009 as an extension of my personal passion for all things bourbon. Uh, but over time, my interests expanded into other world whiskeys, so now my musings cover multiple whiskey-related posts.
1: Thanks. Uh, that's really great. Well, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee. Today's show is all about whiskey. and uh, We've been enjoying sipping and talking whiskey um, on this uh, Show & Tell episode Our theme today is a very cool theme, which is a high-end whiskey show. Now, this is a show that we've been talking about doing for a long time. Um, But, you know, we we generally don't like to talk about products that are incredibly difficult to find for uh, most of our audience. We have broken out the good stuff. We've tried to contain ourselves to stuff that you can actually still find um you might have to sell off some investments or trade in that second wife to actually obtain some of these products many of these things are rare allocated only available by the glass at select bars or you got to know a good bourbon geek uh, around you to get a hold of some of this stuff right yep absolutely no knee pads involved?
5: Well, <laughs> the best part is the bourbon
1: helps you forget. I am you sorry. Dance. Such a bad host. Okay. Just, I, I'll, I'll buzz myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> the horror. The I know, horror. yeah. Well, here's a short list of uh, what we're going to uh, be discussing today. I'm going to probably mispronounce a couple of these, um, but hopefully I'll get like, them all right. Uh, any bets in advance? One, two? I'll get dead wrong. 100%. <laughs> guys are way too, you know. Uh, all right. So, um, Yellow Spot, it's an Irish whiskey. Um, Juliana, one right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. One right. no, yes. No wrong. I appreciate that, Vanna, for keeping track of that. <laughs> Juliana brought that one. The Willett Family Estate, 17-year-old bourbon. Sparky brought that one. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, the George T. Stagg from 20... 20- 14. 14 um is the one that uh, Jason brought for today. Uh Mickers bourbon, uh the 2015 20 year. I brought that one. Go ahead. Just keep it Mickers. Mickers. You like to say Mickers. You you drop the T. I know. Yeah. See I knew that I couldn't get through this episode. <laughs> Without even butchering the name of we, the very product that I brought. We haven't even gotten to the uh, scotch yet. Yeah, we haven't
2: even gotten to the hard ones yeah, yet. The, we're still on the American <laughs> yeah. names. I know, yeah.
6: <laughs> hey, so, Mictors. Honey Python earlier is dropping his knickers, too. Uh,
1: what, yeah, you know, I was about to say, what, what's my penance for uh, not pronouncing it correctly? I have to give up the rest the bottle. I think you have to bottle. lose the bottle. Uh, I knew I that think that, was take coming, bottle, that was right? I could see that <laughs> coming a mile away. Exactly, you can't pronounce it. You can't keep it. Yeah. Uh, brook lati black art edition number four it's a 23 year unpeated isla that greg has brought for us now all those big scottish words i got correctly yes. i could not you, you,
4: you nailed them you nailed <laughs> thank them. you it's mixtures but you nailed black uh, thank Blue you guy. <laughs> i appreciate that
1: <laughs> Glenmore and g signet Ooh, how about that? I'm, I'm really yeah. blazing along well here. And the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. It's a private label blend that uh, Bob has brought for us today. Those are all the products that we're going to discuss on this fabulous episode discussing high-end whiskeys on the Show & Tell Show. And each of us has brought something. Now, would anybody care to speculate what would be the title of this episode? Second Mortgage. Second Mortgage mortgage <laughs> that, that's a good choice I like that um any other good choices expensive addictions expensive addictions I like that that that's are all those are all good titles why well,
2: I no longer sleep in my own bed hmm yeah there you go that
1: anyway <laughs> Bitch took all, bitch took all my brown juice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the name of this episode is called. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about my big brown bottle is bigger and better than yours. So, uh, but, yeah, I knew that one of those was going to come around. We'll see which one of those winds up being the case.
2: My kids go to public school, but daddy drinks fancy whiskey. Yeah,
1: there you go. That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, um, Greg is actually our newbie on this episode today, and I'm going to ask him to read our Sips rating today using the voice of Howard Cosell or any favorite sportscaster of his choice. Take it away, Greg.
4: Okay, so I guess this is part of the hazing ritual for the new guy. Okay, Howard Cosell. We'll be tasting and discussing these whiskeys and rating them with these Sips ratings plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings now. One. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth.
6: Water! Water! Bring
4: water. Two. Nice, but what else do you have?
5: Well, isn't that nice?
4: <laughs> Miss one there. Keep going. Three. Hmm, interesting. What was this again?
3: Interesting.
4: Four. Let's keep this a secret to ourselves. Pour me another.
0: That's classified.
4: Five. Oh my, I was unaware anything could be this good.
0: Oh my goodness! Yes! Yes!
4: Yes! Yes! Very good reading, Greg.
1: I appreciate you introducing <laughs> our Sips your ratings for today. <laughs> well, the host has brought the product that's going to introduce us, their product, and a couple of us are going to be sharing and tasting our ratings as we go along. It's going to be super fantabulous. Well, listen, uh, we're going to have uh, just a quick moment here to allow um, Juliana to introduce her. To introduce our uh, first product uh, here for us. Juliana, you have brought Yellow Spot Irish Whiskey. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this product for the break here?
3: That I have. Um, And this is a little guy, but I'm still kind of proud of him. So um, Yellow Spot, the one that I brought today, well, it's a 12-year single pot whiskey. And it was produced by Mitchell's. the wine merchants of Kildare Street in Dublin. So, a little interesting, neat story about them is that, although it was, um, may it was distilled by Middleton Distillery, um, they sent it off to Mitchell's for um, for bottling, and in doing so, they had a bunch of casks together um, in their warehouse, and what they would do is, is they would. Um, dab it with a spot of colored paint to indicate the age. Um, It wasn't just about the distillery but they would just group it in the warehouse and that's where they came up with the blue, green, yellow, and red spots which corresponded to a 7 year, a 10 year, a 12 year, and a 15 year. Now although delivery D- ceased to exist in 1960, um, they recently have revived the brand and have re- brought, revived the spot. days
4: before accountants ruled the world, Jonathan Mitchell's great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather, great-great, look, you get the idea, they had vast quantities of whiskey maturing deep underground in cool dark cellars. This whiskey was put into casks that once contained sherry, Madeira, and Malaga after they've been emptied. It was a link with the
1: past. We're lucky enough to have old cask books and records going back and written ledgers and so on. So I immediately delved in to have a look to see exactly what was, was, was the makeup of, of Yellow Spot and um, we've got a lot of information there. There's a reference to some of the casks, the
4: Malaga casks. Well,
1: uh, listen, uh, we'll cover the rest of uh, the background here on Yellow Spot in just a second, right after this quick break. Welcome back to Sips, Suds, and Smokes. This is good boy Mike with a host of folks today. We're all talking about a show-and-tell episode on whiskeys, and we have brought in a bunch of high-end whiskeys to talk about today. We were going over some background on Yellow Spot and kind of cut uh, Juliana off. So, uh, Juliana, can you pick it up from uh, where you were?
3: Sure. So, let's talk about spots. So, while these uh, whiskey casts were... Warehoused in Mitchell's Warehouse, they were dabbed with a spot of colored paint to indicate what age they were. Uh, Blue, green, yellow, and red were corresponding to the 7, 10, 12, and um, 15-year whiskeys. So although delivery ceased to exist in 1960, they have recently revived the brand and revived the spots. A few years ago the green spot was released and in 2015 the yellow spot was released to the states. Um, What's interesting about this whiskey is that it um, is aged in three different barrels. The first one is an ex-bourbon barrel, then followed with a sherry cask, and then finally it's aged in a Malaga cask, um, which used to hold the um, Jimenez um, wine so my tasting notes on this which I actually think that this is one of my favorite whiskies um, that's been produced in a while you get a lot of sweetness on the nose um, which I find really interesting I get a little bit of honey and a bit of peachiness and then once I taste it um, it's it is very sweet it's very smooth there's a little spicy notes to it um, and it's kind of kind of has a, like a jammy kind of flavor to it. Um, but I really enjoy it and this is a four for me.
1: Wow, how about that? A four right off the bat. Amazing. Uh, great product to uh, go over.
3: That's classified.
1: So uh, Sparky, you wanted to jump in and talk about your uh, tasting notes and uh, ratings on this.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge Irish whiskey fan and um, I love, uh, do you know off the top of your head, is this a Protestant or a Catholic? <laughs> protestant it's a protestant Irish, so that's that's a whole story unto itself but uh but yeah there's certain certain brands that protestants go for and and certain brands that catholics go for so so. what's jameson does anybody know
3: jameson's catholic Hmm. which is kind of ironic for this
5: yeah isn't it yeah um (laughs) but uh but no i a huge irish whiskey fan uh so on the nose uh you know i i definitely got uh you know the vanilla the uh, caramel flavor is very sweet uh, even as you're smelling it and, and the taste follows up very well with that uh, the, the, the wood the character of it is fantastic and uh, I can definitely pick up the bourbon um, and the sherry in there um, for certain but uh, just really really a great nice easy sipping and if I had to you know I wouldn't use this for a cocktail I would definitely have this neat any day of the week and I'd overall I give that a 4
1: 4 as well <clears throat> um, another uh, great uh, rating uh, Bob was going to uh, follow up with uh, his thoughts on Yellow Spot as well
0: uh, it's, it's a it's a very nice whiskey it's uh, on, the, on the nose you pick up a little bit of uh, buttery caramel butterscotch ripe fruit um, on the palate it, there's definitely it's, it's a, I was surprised it's a little hot on the front um, jammy uh, almost port like uh, a little bit of hard candy in the back. You can definitely pick up the Malaga wine, um, the Pedro Jimenez grapes in there. That that very uh, distinct jammy
1: character. Um, medium finish. Uh, gave it a three. Ooh, a three. How about that? <clears throat> so I kept on thinking the whole time in the middle of that background. You know, what if the uh, what if the guy that works in the warehouse is colorblind? I am colorblind to red and green, uh, yeah, I know, so that was yeah. my nightmares. You were so listing I was, that. I off. was thinking I'm like, oh, laddie, it's the blue barrel up there. <laughs> it's like, which one is the blue one? You know, <laughs> so
3: <laughs> maybe nowadays they have it sectioned and off. And
1: why did they pick those colors? You know, is there like some alignment with time? And you know, those colors, like you know, probably just the ease. That was the paint. Uh, that was uh, on it, you know. I, I was, was going to say, I'm say I'm fell off the truck. Off. Yeah. I think it's the paint that fell off the truck. It was the <laughs> Dented Can. That was the reason why they picked that color. <laughs> it's been at woes. Yeah. Uh, well, it was, yeah. Well, it's really great to have a uh, really good Irish whiskey here at the lineup. Thank you for uh, bringing and sharing that with us, uh, Juliana. Well, next up is another really great product uh, for us to talk about. Uh, it is the Willitt Family Estate, 17 year old bourbon. Sparky's brought this, and he's going to introduce his product to everybody.
5: Yeah, uh, Willet is really I, th- I think is a very interesting uh, bourbon story right now. I mean, it's uh, it's inspired uh, revolts, riots. Uh they release bottles now up at the uh, gift shop up in Bardstown and it's if you if you ever have a chance to take a trip to Bardstown it's it's well worth it. 2 hours 10 minutes 17 seconds. Well, geez,
2: Mike. <laughs> that seemed awfully practiced. <laughs> Were you looking at ways when you quoted that or was I'm that? I'm pretty sure he was going 95 miles? I am yeah. quite certain about that. <laughs> yeah. Well,
5: I think they switch over to kilometers once you get into Kentucky, I'm told, so I think he's probably uh, <laughs> I agree. He can't really be blamed for any speeding there. But but, um but yeah it's uh, when they release bottles, people go bonkers and they raid this poor little gift shop. There's like a cabal of locals that will uh, buy it up, straw buyers, resell it. Uh, I don't I don't know if I don't know, if, I've seen a lot of that in the beer world. I've just never seen anything quite like it in the whiskey world. And um, uh, this particular bottle is one that I bought retail. Uh, many years ago, um, and it was it was actually distilled when I was a uh, sophomore in high school in 1993. So throwing it back there to the real thing, um, uh, April 6th to be uh, precise. There. But uh, there's there's a lot of speculation, I think, on on the source of these. Mike, we were talking about that earlier. Uh, would you explain the difference between the, the script and block?
1: Well, <clears throat> so I knew a little bit of the story, and then Jason's going to actually tell us. So, um, so the the labels on the Willet, uh, the WFE, changed from block to script. Um, it was just a, a modification, and they used to wax all their tops as well um as they were distributed and a lot of people speculated that this was actually a change of the actual juice um you know at some point in time as well so a lot of people thought that a lot of the block letters were all stitzeweller um and uh when they switched to script it could have been continued to be from Weller from a variety of sources i think at the end of the day i don't think anybody really knows jason you probably uh heard a lot of the tales and woe about this as well
2: well, I can just tell you from uh, owning a product, I'm pretty sure if I had to venture a guess that they found a better label maker who gave them a better deal. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to put that one out. So saying,
5: all the mystique is all just the mystique went geez, down to dude. their so label you're price. Went down it's, in.
1: it's pretty much just the same way that the blue can of paint fell off the truck. Exactly.
5: <laughs> hey, but it makes a fantastic story it when you does. make your own. It that's definitely
2: true. does. But that's why the bottle shape changes. That's why labels change all the time. They go to different uh, yeah. label producers. They
1: ran out of them and the guy went to him. And said oh we're out of those block letters We'll just do it again but you'll like it better With a, a better uh, logo anyway
5: And duct tape and sharpie really didn't look So great <laughs> yeah, honestly
2: Now the, the story behind this 17 year old Bourbon is a pretty interesting One so most barrels are Either picked by a store or sold in the Gift shop like you said This barrel was actually picked by the A very small distributor here in Nashville and then sold to Multiple different stores which you don't Ever see anywhere else in the country so it's a very interesting story, and the the barrel itself, the bottle is what ninety four proof, I think mm-hmm. is what it was, That's right? Yeah, which kind of blows my mind. You know, I I almost kind of want to call and ask, but usually Willet bottles are at cash strength, cash strength, yeah. or or really really close to it. This does not seem like it's cash strength, mm-hmm. and it might be one of the only ones that aren't cash strength, at least that were sold in America. Mm-hmm. So very interesting a lot of mystique behind this bottling.
1: so uh sparky what's your uh, sips rating on this
5: yeah absolutely I'm, i gave it a five uh man it's
1: oh my goodness <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: i doubt i'll ever get another bottle of this again but uh well worth it
1: hmm. and what's your uh, sips rating on this jason
2: i gave this a five also oh five as well Go- yeah
1: <laughs> well, cool. Um, so we asked uh, Greg to chime in on the Willet as well. Greg, what did you think about the uh, the Willet seventeen year?
4: So the nose on the Willet uh, was a little understated, uh, hard to work for a whiff. Entry is easy in and easy down. Absolutely no heat and all sweet candy shop goodness. Brown sugar, nuts, and salted caramel. Very soft bourbon with a with a finish that rolls off the back of the palate and fades. Sips rating four
1: well four as well how about that well uh, it was really great to come back and always enjoy another wfe um so i have one quick question here for uh my uh colleague sitting uh here at the table with me so uh you like this as much as the 20 plus or very different
2: so this one's good but i'm with him it's it's a little light i was torn between a four and a five um it's a little light for me Mm. um you know i prefer the 21s and younger i think the 22s are over oaked that's just my personal preference
1: but it is light i mean that is for sure vastly different i will say that Yeah, vastly Mm. different let's keep moving right along next up is uh jason's going to introduce the george t stagg the 2014 version for us
2: so, George T. Stagg is an um, extremely hearty whiskey that ages in new charred oak barrels for no less than 15 years. It's straight out of the barrel, uncut and unfiltered. The taste is powerful, flavorful, and intense. And I read that right off of uh, Buffalo Trace's website. I just wanted to kind of put it in context. Um, The very cool thing about the antique collection with Buffalo Trace is if you buy um, a three-pack, then there's a sheet of paper in there. Very few people actually get a full case of antique collection. But you can go online and download a schematic, a little spec sheet, on every release that's ever come out. So for this specific bottling of George T. Stagg, the year of distillation was 19. 1998 um, and it will go through and it will tell you the the corn was distillers grade one and two that it, the, it was minnesota rye north dakota mar- to barley that the uh proof off the still was 135 proof but the interesting thing to me is that they tell you exactly what warehouses they came from they tell you that it was a 161 hand selected barrels and that the evaporation loss, that's what I always look at. Mm. The evaporation loss was 74.8%. Wow. So, I that's mean, a huge just angel share. Absolute huge angel share. All stag has a huge angel share. Um, so this specific bottling, 16 years and four months old. Um, when you taste it, and I'm going to revisit right now. Dark chocolate, vanilla, and coffee. I mean, it is... My favorite whiskey in the world, um, and I always, whenever I taste this, the the picture that comes into my head is just like the cowboy out west drinking whiskey. He's about to go right off into the sunset. That That's what I get every single time. Mm. Your sips rating? Uh, 100% five. If I could go above,
1: oh I would. What? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, uh, there are a couple other folks that are going to chime in. Juliana, you were going to share your tasting notes on this.
3: First of all, I want to make a perfume out of this. Because the aroma itself is just... It's stunning. And so it's so hot.
1: I, don't
0: <laughs> over if you're wearing that cologne.
3: <laughs> no, it it is. It is. But then, like, one after the first sip, I'm like, this is a cocktail in my mouth. I don't need anything else. Um, I'm getting... A really nice amount of spiciness i'm getting dark chocolate and i'm and i got this like cherry note at the back that just sat there and just sort of like blended everything together i it's just absolutely stunning and yeah your picture of like the marlboro manny kind of guy you know I, that's to a t
1: that was really lame yeah,
3: it's okay <laughs>
5: Sergio Leone has got nothing on you, sir. <laughs> I think I just got the picture of the
2: tumbleweed going uh, across the screen you know. right there.
3: <laughs> exactly, exactly. But this is a five for sure.
1: Oh, cool. Quentin is crying. Oh, my yes, yes. Yeah, Um, Uh. Sparky, you were going to chime in about the George C. Stag 2014 as well.
5: Yeah, man. It smells like a funky adventure. And uh, I don't know about the cowboy analogy, but uh, I think that I got run over by a stag and I loved every moment of it. It was (laughs) was fantastic. Um, So spicy and just so long. Um, You know, it ends with... uh, it's almost like a you know coffee caramel drink. And then, then I, I got the dark fruit, too, but it was more like a berry kind of, like maybe a, a raspberry or blackberry kind of thing at the very end there. But uh, it just keeps going for hours and never wanted to stop. Can you guys, like, not look at me for a little while? I need a little bit of a time. <laughs> well,
6: yeah.
5: No judging, right? This is radio. We're safe. <laughs> Suds rating or sips rating of a five easily.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes.
1: Well, there you have good coverage of a great selection from uh, Buffalo Trace um, and uh, the George C. Stag. Always a real pleasure to always cover that product. Thank you, Jason, for uh, bringing that. It was really awesome again. Yeah. Um, So next up is uh, the product that I brought. It is the Michter's bourbon 20 year see i did and that i I know i did it nice and slow just for you man that was even after drinking good job i know we have
2: a slow clap (laughs) i know
1: can i go to advanced uh, maybe i can go to the advanced group therapy class next week
3: (laughs) you'll need it our boys all
1: grows up can we use the red blocks today uh so (laughs) um yeah so this is the 2015 version uh and here's a uh, quick overview on this And uh, then we'll probably take a quick break uh, right after this as well. So um, we chose the um, Michters, uh, Michter's 10 as one of the best picks for 2014. And that bottle continues to deliver extraordinary enjoyment. This is actually the 20-year bourbon created by Michter's master distiller, Willie Pratt. His nickname is Dr. No. By uh, Michter's uh, sales force due to his frequent refusal to release the whiskeys before he believes they have sufficiently matured. Mr. Pratt is a stickler for quality, and the provenance of the whiskey itself is actually a mystery. Dun-dun-dun, just like Willie. Um, and it uh, since the actual distillery closed about 25 years ago, Um, so Mictors is in that gap of writing the brand's heritage, but actually selling both new and source products at the same time. So Mictors is actually owned by Chatham Imports and their new facility is in Shively, right outside of Louisville. I'm sure we'll actually cover some of the newer products, uh, in their, uh, lineup on another show. But today it's all about the M20, which is what we have for today. So, yeah, this is definitely pricey. Um, the average retail, that retail on this product is about $500. Um, and a unicorn blood price is hitting two and three times that multiple, um, you know, in the marketplace as well. Um, there is, you really have no idea how many. Um, of this was actually produced so i saw some things that they had produced around 500 bottles of this i saw some other descriptions that were you know 1500 you know bottles nobody really knows uh, probably other than the distributor that's about the only person that actually knows um so you know when i a- actually uh taste this i'm really kind of blown away by the roundness um its smoothness And its overall drinkability. It's 117 proof, so um, that kind of goes down rather easy um, for something that's probably a bit uh, on the higher proof side. Um, I'm usually not a a huge fan of super aged bourbon, so kind of once you once you get into these, you know, above you know 12 year and 15 year, you know, there's things can happen magically or things can go horribly wrong. Um, So you know, Jason talked a little about. Things kind of picking up a lot of wood and kind of becoming over oaked. Um, this doesn't actually suffer from any of that at all. Um, so, is to say, uh, this is a bourbon to treat uh, with a bit of respect. A good chunk of ice or a few drops of water, um, and it's all you want to add. Um, choose another bottle if you actually want to make a Manhattan or now old fashioned. Please don't send me any pictures of you, you know um blending this you know with something else i i I don't appreciate that (laughs) it's sacrilege so while it's rare you should be able to find this uh um spirits collector um you should be able to find this for the spirits collector um in your life for that special occasion um if you act fast most of these products are available in the late fall in the u.s and mictors tends to actually stage the release um several months geographically in most metropolitan areas they're usually about five bottles on average so uh listen we'll be right back um and i'll cover the rest of the mictors background in just a second Welcome back to Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Uh, this is good old boy Mike here at the table, and we're going through a wide variety of whiskeys today on this Sips episode. It's a show and tell show. We're talking about high-end whiskeys, um, and I was uh, introducing a little bit about the uh, Michter's uh, bourbon. It's a 20-year from 2015 release, and so there's a little bit of a cool story kind of behind this, which is uh, so. Um, can I use the word "stole"? I stole this. Sniped. I sniped this bottle from <laughs> underneath Jason's nose uh, in the uh, Middle Tennessee market. There were li- literally um, five bottles, maybe eight. Um, it all depends on the number you're looking at, but it was definitely a single-digit number. And so um, I was smiling and dialing, and you know, I knew exactly where the bottles had you know been delivered, and I just looked into a good mutual friend of ours that said i'm not really quite sure what's going to happen with this bottle um so some of you heard uh, good old boy lisa on an earlier episode on some of our uh, uh season one on the show and uh she runs a really great uh shop called the bottle shop down in franklin tennessee and she was so kind she was like absolutely mike i have a bottle right here for you well there you go so i dropped by and, and picked up this bottle and so I'm sharing some of the, you know, requisite, you know, kill shots, you know, with uh, some of my close friends, including Jason. And he's like, where'd you get that, man? (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, that's mine. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it is, uh, it's really great, uh, you know, that we got to, um, you know, break this out and enjoy it for today. Um, You know, i really enjoy uh a lot of things in this lineup i have fallen in love with the 10 um and i continue to go back to that the 10 year you know 2014 quite a bit um i mean that is just one of the coolest bottles of bourbon um that i continue to go back to um so this was something kind of new in my collection um i had tasted this before but i never owned a bottle and so it's kind of been nice to kind of get to know this um it does have a lot of wood on it um you know i i do like uh the amount of smoke that is kind of infused with this as well and that's kind of a little different for a bourbon to say that it's kind of as a smoky quality to it it's very unique um I probably, at the end of the day, between the 20 and the 10, I like the 10 better. Um, but um, this is really awesome. My sips rating for the Mickers, Mickers, see?
2: I, there you go. <laughs> Mickers there. 20 is
1: a four. We
2: have not been drinking today at all. Yep. Nope. Nope. We just uh, did that a different day,
5: sobered up, <laughs> and then did this episode. <laughs> Because we're professionals, damn it.
1: So, um, there are a couple other folks are going to chime in on what they thought about the Michter's bourbon 20-year. Up first, it's going to be Harmeet.
6: Hey, thanks, Mike. Well, I had the privilege of tasting this for the first time on Monday, or about seven days ago, And um, I was at a Michter's event in Miami, and I went to meet the CEO of Michter's, and uh, F. Paul Bacallt was leading us through a blind tasting of eight Michter's products. And uh, the 20 is fantastic, but it was was not my favorite. That 10-year-old that you talked about was. And when you go back to Willie Pratt, the current master distiller, this 20-year-old actually predates... Uh, his tenure there at Michter's. So it was the previous distiller. I don't remember his name right now. The new stuff that Willie... Well, I say new, but the stuff that Willie makes goes into the barrel at 103 proof. Compare that to the 135 that the stag goes in. Very much lower. You've got a lot more congeners. You've got a heavier, oilier style. And that heaviness translates to the bourbon. Whereas this one... Had to have gone in at a higher proof. It's a lighter style. It was very floral. I got a lot of candied fruit, beautiful spice. I love this whiskey, and I love Willie Pratt because uh, even though he had nothing to do with this one, but I met him a few years back, and because of that night, we did the math, and I now have a two-year-old daughter that night. Thanks. Uh, (laughs) thanks.
1: (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you so uh what's your what's your sips rating on this Harmy <laughs> what's your sips rating on this
6: I gave it four I said it three times are <laughs> you not hearing me <laughs> okay, so are
1: <clears throat> Bob you're gonna chime in about your uh, thoughts on the Mictors 20
0: I'm pretty much uh, fall in line with what harm said i I pick up you know it, it's got it's got big oak it's not overpowering. Um, it is definitely very floral. I'm, I'm picking up a lot of that. A little bit of fruit on the nose. Uh, you know, a, a damn fine bourbon. I, I give it a four.
6: It doesn't taste like a 20 year old. It's, it tastes younger. It, it's not I don't
1: Well, we'll uh, keep moving right along here. Up next is the Brook Lottie Black Art Edition, number four. This is a 23 year old unpeated Isla that Greg has brought for us. Okay, why don't you
4: introduce so I chose this particular expression because I kind of like weird or unique offerings. So I'm not a mainstream kind of drinker, so when the challenge was given as to what I would offer up, I figured this was pretty outside the conventional to make for interesting discussion. Uh, when you hear Isla, you think peat, smoke, band-aids, and iodine. and maybe hair of wet dog or mossy, mossy stone. Bruccolati, located on Isla, mixes things up a bit and releases some non-peated expressions, such as the black art line. This particular whiskey comes in at 23 years of age and is the brainchild of former master distiller Jim McEwen, who was with Bruccolati for over 50 years and retired in 2015. What I like about this whiskey is its very unique profile and while not a perfect whiskey, is an interesting whiskey and sometimes that's just fine. The whiskey is an enjoyable pour exhibiting understated wood notes, mild spice, citrus and a jammy finish. The whiskey is robust on the palate with a medium to long finish. For your friends and family that is interested in venturing outside the normal Scotch experience, I would say Isla Scotch, this is a nice diversion. Want to know the details of mash bill, cask type, warehouse placement? Well, so do I, but this ain't going to happen. All the details are a secret and Bricolotti is not talking. As for price point, you can still find this in the U.S. and the U.K. markets with an average selling price of around $280. I don't think that's too exorbitant for a decent and unique 23-year-old whiskey. The Bruke this whiskey exhibited understated wood notes, mild spice, citrus, and a jammy finish. The whiskey is robust on the palate with a medium to long finish. This is a whiskey you could sit and contemplate for quite some time. Sips rating, 4.
3: That's classified.
1: Ah, we forgot something, didn't we there, Lassie? We forgot to fire up the the bagpipes,
5: eh? We did. Yes. Those are got... That that sound can actually keep you from having children. That's uh rarely most people don't know that, but it's
1: true. Is that your form of birth control? Is that what you're saying? Bagpipes kill sperm. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Well, uh, just for you, Juliana, I knew you needed to hear the bagpipes before you chimed in on a really good scotch here. So,
3: Thank you so much. Um, Greg, thank you so much for bringing this. I My am pleasure. an Isla lover. Love, love, love. And I was a little hesitant on trying this because, you know, I go for the peat. When I hear that there's an Isla whiskey that's unpeated, I kind of freak out. But this was really nice. It was very elegant for an Isla Whiskey, and I hate to use that term together because I never think of delicate in any of my Isla whiskeys that I own. Um, but it really it was a beautiful, beautiful taste, and um, I gave this a four. Mm. How about that? That's classified. Uh,
1: well, I had a similar uh, experience with this as well. You know, I really, uh, um, I've had a lot of uh, Brooklottis, and uh, this was uh, another real treat, and it was really great. Uh, to enjoy this one i did find um there's a lot of wood um and smoke off this as well it was interesting kind of have this right in line i actually tasted these in the same order we're talking about them so to have the uh, Mictors 20 and then to have this you know kind of side by side it was really kind of interesting because to have a couple of things that had smoke on them but from completely different you know product lines i thought were kind of a little interesting so but um, really great product, and I had a similar sip's uh, rating as well uh, for, for the Brook Lottie.
2: So.
1: Uh, really great. Uh, thanks for bringing that, Greg, and uh, for sharing that with everyone. Well, next is going to be Harmeet. He brought the Glenmorangie, a signet for us to enjoy. Harmeet, tell us all about this product.
6: Signet is uh, the higher end of the Glenmorangie range. Their their core range is not a private edition or anything, so it's not super hard to find. But I picked this because this is one of the whiskeys I opened at my wedding reception. I love this. I notice a
0: pattern here.
6: Yeah, whiskey, wedding, baby. Yeah, that's a pattern. The bagpipes.
5: Go for the bagpipes next time.
6: (laughs) Next time. Hey, I I had to get on do this anyway. The uh, the whiskey is. uh, this is special whiskey because it's made from a state-grown barley that's actually grown around Glenmorangie. It's Cad Bull barley. barley. The casks that they age this special barley in is, or the this whiskey in, is uh, made from uh, American white oak. It's hand-selected, slow-growth, lightly charred, but heavily toasted. Um, and They age it for at least 12 years, they say. They won't give you age statements on this because if they tell you they're Twelve is the, It's a no age statement whiskey. Uh, I heard several different stories about the ages. The youngest being nineteen. I've also read twelve, but um, the core of this, based basically, is this chocolate malted barley. So mm. when you make a big stout like a Guinness, you roast that barley really high temperature, and it looks like coffee beans or chocolate beans, and Dr. Lumsden, who makes uh, Glenmorangie, decided that he wanted to experiment with something like this a few years back, and uh, we got Signet out of it because he's got barley that was roasted deep, dark chocolate and then made into whiskey, so th- and that was aged for at least 20 years, and then he added older whiskies from the stocks that predates his time there in the 30- to 40-year-old range. And those were matured in Oloroso Sherry casks, you know, more the uh, traditional way of making Scotch whiskey. You, everything was Asian Oloroso Sherry at the time. And uh, all this is all married again in Virgin American White Oak. So it's a lot of different things going into this whiskey, and I simply love it. Hmm. What's your sips rating for
1: this, then? It's definitely a five. Oh, how oh my about that? Yes! 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 Sparky, you wanted to chime in with your tasting and rating notes.
5: Yeah, I, you know, I'm glad to know about the roasted barley part of it because uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm generally not a huge Scotch whiskey fan. Uh, this is actually, I wrote in my notes, this is actually a Scotch I would I would drink. It's uh, really, really I love the darkness of it, the uh, very deep, very rich. Uh, I totally picked up on the coffee, chocolate notes in it. Uh, i I'd, <laughs> I'd have to give it a four easily. Uh, how about that?
1: That's classified. Uh, and Jason, I know you wanted to chime in with your rating and tasting notes as well.
2: Yeah, I'm going to reiterate a little bit about what you said. I, I mean, I pretty much wrote down, I'm going to go buy one of these bottles. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's super interesting. Normally, you don't see a super sweet, light front end with a dark chocolate finish. Usually, you get that on something that's very heavy, very oaky. Um, and this was just Freaking fantastic. I mean, it just absolutely was. I mean, you can tell that it's a blend of different years because you're you're getting the sweetness of something younger, but you're getting that oak of something older. Um, but I mean it, it's just I mean, it is almost perfect. I mean, it really, really is. And I gave this a
1: solid five.
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yes.
1: So my primary goal next week is to beat you to the punch and find this bottle before you. <laughs> <laughs> I've already texted Yeah, I knew. <laughs> uh, I was I knew I was just a half second behind you, man, cuz
6: you know, so we There's, were cuz of this stuff in my store right now. Well, we I, were <sighs> for purchase at Fine Spirits in Cooper City.
1: Oh, well, there you go. So, um What's the
2: retail price on this one?
6: uh 209 200 somewhere in there done yeah you're
1: not kidding (laughs) um wow um yeah, we were sitting at the tasting table, and I have to tell you, uh, this was like one of the few bottles that uh, we have, we have sample bottles, we have a full bottle for this, and uh, yeah, we were all fighting over who was going to crawl inside the bottle and lick the inside of the glass, because it was that good. Um am glad this isn't on video. That's yeah, I know. thankful for that. For I don't least. mind sharing. It got weird. It my, a little. My a sips little rating oh my was a five goodness. as well for this, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably uh, uh, it was well worthy of, uh, you know, a lot of things. So um, last.
6: Ed, uh, <laughs> a of water brought out more chocolate. You guys try it that way if you got any left.
1: Uh, we might. Uh, I've saved my sample, which is the ultimate compliment. Um, it's gone. <laughs> we have one more product to go over, and I want to make sure we have enough time to cover this, which is the product that Bob brought. It is the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. Um, this is a 117 proof. Um no.
0: That's the code. That's oh,
6: the yep. uh, yeah, it's all secret stuff. I, yep.
1: Secret, super secret stuff. Oh, I'll, I'll explain I'm, it. I'm going to let Bob introduce this product and I'm going to shut up so I, you know, don't trip over my tongue anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Scotchmont Whiskey Society is a private club that grew out of a few individuals' love of whiskey and a desire to learn more about it. Um, They came to learn how casks that were distilled and filled at the same time and aged for the same length of time could produce very different whiskeys, literally casks next to each other, distilled and filled the same day, have very different flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, about thirty years ago, they purchased their first cast from a space distillery. I believe it was Glenfarclas. Um, they continued purchasing individual casks and then started bottling them as a single barrel rather than blending multiple barrels. And you know, thirty years ago, single barrel products really didn't exist. So they were they were kind of on the forefront of that, and that's how the society was born. Um, each cask that they purchase is reviewed by an expert tasting panel before being purchased. And all the panel's work is performed with no information on age, origin, cast type, anything. They, they, it's completely blind to ensure that society These are always bottled based on their individual merits. Uh, they're bottled at cast strength and not subject to chill filtration or any other interference. So members, when they buy bottles, can enjoy their dram basically as if it was coming straight from the cask. It's like standing there and pulling it out with a whiskey thief. Uh, the Society also labels the bottles based on a code system rather than listing a distillery name to further encourage to judge the whiskey on its merits rather than on a perceived idea of what a particular brand should be. Um, but while it doesn't list the name of the distillery, the label does give a good bit of information that other independent bottlers don't. Uh, typically, such as data distillation, data bottling, the type of cask which it was aged in, Sherry Bud, Expert, and Barrel the coding that they put, the first number is the, the actual distillery that they have. And then there's a dot. And then the next one is that's the number barrel that they purchased, the first or the fifth or the 50th or the 100th. Um, this bottling that we're trying today is actually an Irish whiskey. Uh, it was made at the Cooley Distillery. It's uh, 22 years old. Uh, this, uh, since this is a single barrel product, this is one bottle of 236 bottles that came out of that cask. It is a Refill X Sherry Hogshead, it's distilled on the 16th of September 91 and bottled in 2014, and it's 55.5 ABV. Uh, The color on it, nice burnished bronze on the nose. I pick up a lot of apple, cherry, dark chocolate, nuts, coconut, cinnamon, sandalwood Um, on the palate. It's got a great mouthfeel. Of vanilla, lots of tropical fruit and cherry um... toffee and almonds, walnuts, a little bit of currants got a great lingering flavor to it and this is a whiskey, this is one that if you pour a little in a glass, let it sit for five minutes and smell it, leave the house, go away, go see a movie, come back two hours later and pick it up it just gets bigger and bigger, and bigger. the longer it gets oxygen in it uh, one of my favorites, um, this one flew off the shelf. Um, very few into the United States and a very noted whiskey expert here in the U.S. Uh, in D.C. I know he picked up four or five of them. Um, if he buys more, of one, more than one of anything, I know that I'm doing something right if I'm following him. Um, I gave this a solid five. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, So we only have uh, time for one more quick review. Greg, why don't you chime in about the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society uh, product here that uh, Bob brought for us.
4: Would it be inappropriate to hug Bob for bringing this bottle? (laughs) (laughs) The Scotch Malt Whiskey Society uh, offering, uh, nosing this whiskey, I believe I'm getting some pot still characteristics. Entry is very, very good. There's a lot of things going on with this whiskey, fruit notes, cinnamon, and chocolate. As I took additional sips, the fruit was almost jam-like. Mid-palette, toward the finish, I get something nutty that I can't put my finger on, then a drawing toward the end. Complex, delicious, clearly some good age, sips rating totally a 5. How about that?
0: Oh my goodness! Yes! 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 Yes!
1: (laughs) Well, that's going to wrap things up for today on all these show-and-tell products. Um, So thank you, everybody, for all these really great products that you brought for us to enjoy. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode and you can catch all of our episodes online as well on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. iTunes and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sips Sud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. We love your feedback as well and you can reach us online anytime at info at smokes.com, our daily tasting notes flow out on twitter every single day our handle on twitter is at sip smoke and our facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online that's a great big help to us and we get to see your feedback as well please do not rate any of my mispronunciations of mickers i, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you enjoy that mickers or
2: Harper yep. knickers knickers yeah.
1: right yeah golf pants uh, right yeah. oh i definitely want to thank all of my co-hosts for being here today uh good old boy sparky thank you for being here glad to be here and good old boy jason good to be here good old gal juliana
3: thank you for having me
1: good old boy greg thanks for joining us for this
4: i had a great time thanks for having me mike
1: and good old boy bob thank you for joining us
4: always a pleasure to be here
1: and good old boy Harmeet.
4: I'm just here for the whiskey, man.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Well, listen, it was uh, really great having everybody here. Please come back, join us on another episode, and we'll ask you to keep on sipping.
6: This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip Suds,
0: and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the Dude in the Basement Studios, your host, the good old boys, will see y'all next time.